This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thanks so much, Hillary. Uh, in case you think home title fraud is the kind of thing that only happens to other people, have a listen to this convicted thief explaining what happens after he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. So you got to get in front of this. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go to do that. If you use the promo code RADIO, you can register your address for your no-obligation home title report. It's a $100 value, free. Right now, get the free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com, the code is RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, the code is RADIO. entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program <laughs> hello america i'm going to tell you something in the next uh, 20 minutes that hopefully will be a great example of why i have warned about the coming technology and how we need to brush up on our ethics and be very, very informed and guide these things and decide what we're willing to do and accept and what we're not willing to do and accept. I'm gonna share some uh, technology with you that the World Economic Forum just had a, a conference on. During their massive conference, they had some breakout sections and one was on new technology and your brainwaves are you ready for brain transparency i don't think so i'll tell you all about it in 60 seconds this is sponsored by preborn you and i have a lot of things in common um the the most important thing in my book is life the preservation of life at all ages on the young scale middle scale old scale all life must be respected or we will blow all lives Um, our mothers chose life 
And that is the most important thing is first, will you choose life at the very beginning? The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves. And that's why I have partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network. Now, these are some of these preborn centers are the ones that were, you know, firebombed by uh, uh, Jane. What is it? Mary Jane's Revenge or whatever. Ruth's Revenge. Um, The Pregnancy Center Network have rescued 70,000 babies just this year with our listeners, with what you've done. It, what they do is they introduce babies to their moms using ultrasound. And when the mom hears the baby's heartbeat and sees the baby, they're 80% more likely to choose life than they were when they walk through the door. One ultrasound is $28, the cost of a dinner. Could you do one once a month? Would you sponsor five ultrasounds for $140? Just rescue a baby. 28 bucks could be in the difference between life and death and any amount. Five bucks would help. All gifts are tax deductible and 100% of your donation goes to saving babies' lives. So join us. Donate securely. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Pound 250. Say the keyword baby. Uh, or you can go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. All right, um, let me tell you something that's going on in the stock market right now. Uh, the stock market, BuzzFeed, Inc., uh, is going through the roof right now. There's a feeding frenzy um, for their stock. People are, uh, are very excited because BuzzFeed has said they're going to use um, OpenAI, ChatGPT, any of these things, and they'll they'll start having computers write stories so you those people so think of money oh isn't that great um this is this is following um microsoft investing 10 billion dollars in open ai which is the maker of chat gpt and buzzfeed has announced open ai is open for business at buzzfeed I will tell you that every show we do, everything that we do, is made by hand. It is, um, we will not sell out. I'm talking about the Glenn Beck program. We will not sell out and have our shows written by machines. Um, we, will, we will do our own research and, and dig deep. We, I don't, I'm not a technophobe. I believe, you know, Google has been a good thing in research. It's been a good thing. So I have no problem using devices, but I will not replace people with machines, AI. Now, that's going to put anybody who does that, it's going to put them in the exact opposite position as BuzzFeed. You'll have a harder time making money because you refuse to lose our humanity. But I will go a step further. I am not ready for what they are now calling a brain transparency. I want to play something to you uh, that is uh, hopefully eye-opening. This is a clip, and we have the full 30-minute uh, seminar on this. This is just the first clip from the World Economic Forum 
it there was a speech on technology and uh it features a video that we'll have in here this video is like a little cartoon and it shows how technology could monitor your brain waves and make you more productive at work this is shocking enough but what is said after is even more so Here's a clip, again, from the World Economic Forum. Listen. First off, a video. Uh, it's going to make you see the future and understand a wonderful future where we can use brainwaves to fight crime, be more productive, and find love. That's wonderful. Roll. You're in the zone. Even you can't believe how productive you've been. Your memo is finished, your inbox is under control, and you're feeling sharper than you have in a decade. Sensing your joy, your playlist shifts to your favorite song, sending chills up your spine as the music begins to play. You glance at the program running in the background on your computer screen and notice a now familiar sight that appears whenever you're overloaded with pleasure, your theta brainwave activity decreasing in the temporal regions of your brain. You mentally move the cursor to the left and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours. You can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached, causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up, telling you to take a brain break. But what's that unusual change in your brain activity when you're asleep? It started earlier in the month. You send a text message to your doctor with a mental swipe of your cursor. Could you take a quick look at my brain data? Anything to worry about? Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team, whom you know you shouldn't be daydreaming about, given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing just a little. <laughs> but then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics from the past quarter, which have earned you another performance bonus. You head home, jamming to the music, with your work-issued brain-sensing earbuds still in. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data, the government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your coworkers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. You discover they are looking for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. While you know you're innocent of any crime, you've been secretly working with him on a new startup venture. Shaking, you remove your earbuds. Stop for a second, please. Stop. How many feel comfortable with this? This, remember, was introduced as, you know, your future and showing you how exciting things can happen in your future. You'll be able to increase your productivity. We'll be able to fight crime. You'll be able to find love. Who's comfortable with just this? Now, let me just play the beginning of uh, one of the eggheads at the World Economic Forum talking about this. Go ahead. You have the rest? 
What do you think? Is it a future you're ready for? You may be surprised to learn that it's a future that has already arrived. Everything in that video that you just saw is based on technology that is already here today. Artificial intelligence has enabled advances in decoding brain activity in ways that we never before thought possible. You've heard a lot about AI over the past few years. Here at Davos, it's been the talk of the hour. But I want to talk about it in a different way, which is the ability to decode brainwave activity. After all, what you think, what you feel, it's all just data. Data that in large patterns can be decoded using artificial intelligence. Consider this, the average person thinks thousands of thoughts each day. As a thought takes form, like a math calculation, you're happy, you're tired, you're hungry, you're elated. Neurons are firing in your brain, emitting tiny electrical discharges. As a particular thought takes form, hundreds of thousands of neurons fire in characteristic patterns that can be decoded with EEG, or electroencephalography, and AI-powered devices. In fact, what you're seeing here is my brain activity while I'm wearing a simple device like the one on the right. We're not talking about implanted devices of the future. I'm talking about wearable devices that are like Fitbits for your brain. It used to be that there was very little we could tell from EEG activity. But already, using consumer wearable devices, these are headbands, uh, hats that have sensors that can pick up your brainwave activity, earbuds, headphones, tiny tattoos that you can wear behind your ear. We can pick up emotional states, like are you happy or sad or angry? We can pick up and decode faces that you're seeing in your mind. Simple shapes, numbers, your PIN number to your bank account. It's not just your brain activity here that we can pick up. We can also pick up your brain activity in different places, like as your neurons fire from your brain down your arm and send signals to your hand to tell you how to type, move. All of that can be decoded through electromyography, and that's what you're seeing here is a device now in the form of a simple wearable watch that can pick up that activity. And in one of the pivotal acquisitions of the field, Meta acquired this company, Control Labs, in 2019 because major tech companies are investing in helping to make these devices universally applicable as the way in which we interact with the rest of our technology. In fact, the coming okay, future... Stop. We are, um, we are there, gang. Everything, Stu, you remember. You remember the crazy days back in the 90s when I would talk about this stuff, and it was really, truly science fiction. It was science fiction. It was a prediction from people like Ray Kurzweil of where we were headed in the very near future. Um, and when you said very near future, it seemed like it was a long way away. You know, it was 2020, 2030, this would begin to happen. And I've been, I've been telling you um, since 2016, I, I started to get very, very specific that our jobs are going to be in danger. Our jobs are going to be in danger because things like AI will be able to take jobs away from people. 
This is why um, when I've ever spoken of universal basic income, I have not dismissed it um, out of hand as un-American. Universal basic income, as it's been debated, has is wrong. And I do not think it's an answer for anything. I think it will only cause more problems. However, what I have said is we have to discuss something because what's going to happen is these tech companies like Microsoft, uh, Google and others, they will start to create things that take the jobs. You won't be able to have a job. And, you know, if you think that uh, creative jobs, well, I have a creative job, but it will take your creative job. It can already write and perform vocally and uh, with instruments any style of music and you have no idea you're listening to an algorithm no idea humans are not involved try chat g uh, gpt ask it anything and you can't tell that you're not uh in an interaction really with a machine it is so far beyond a google search these things are going to impact everything for instance microsoft is now working on releasing and i guess it's an app or a system that you say i want to develop a website and you tell the ai and it will develop it for you already images can be um produced using ai you describe what you want to see and it might in 10 seconds come up with a hundred different images that could be photorealistic uh and 80 of them might suck 10 of them might be eh but five of them might be really good this is only going to get better and better and better and better so now what do we do are you comfortable um with your brain waves being taken Remember, they just told you that they can get your PIN code. Your PIN code. It's not a bunch of useless data. They can get down into everything. Now, if you think, that, if you think this is, you know, something on the horizon, it's not going to happen, you're sadly mistaken because it is already being put to use in factories and i'll explain that to you coming up in 60 seconds american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org okay mortgage rates um are coming down just a bit they're in the fives uh which is a lot lower than you know what the you know usual credit card interest rate is the average credit card interest rate now is 20%. It can be as high as 26%. How much interest are you paying every month? Well, I will tell you that the people who are looking at cash out refinances of their, their mortgage are paying off that debt at you know 20%. They're getting rid of that 20% interest rate. And they're refinancing, if you will, at about 20%. I'm sorry, about 5%. 
that's going to save you a ton of money. The average person is saving almost $700 a month if they call American Financing and do business with American Financing. They will find a way to help you. And even if that's just getting your credit score up, they are in the business to try to find a way to help you. And if you start today, you could delay up to two mortgage payments, giving you additional savings. So American Financing can help get that monkey off your back. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, um, if you remember, and I don't know how many people do, there was a story out of China where factories are starting to um, uh, force their workers to wear hats. And these hats have this wearable technology in it that this woman was just speaking about. Now, this story came out two, maybe three years ago. And it monitors the brain waves, and they can see who's paying attention and who's not. It also can give them like a little electric shock if they happen to not be paying attention. And uh, it's a little freaky because the corporations know everything about these people. And remember, the corporations are in a public-private partnership with the government. When she says to this group um, at Davos, are you ready for, you know, wearable uh, technology to scan brainwaves? The crowd is kind of mixed. You know, you're kind of like, no, not really. But she's talking to the elite. They're not going to be the ones in the office. They're going to be the ones monitoring everybody's brainwaves. This is why this is so dangerous to be discussed only with the elites. They are deciding right now what kind of technology they will be using to keep us in line and to keep us productive. And you're going to have a hard time getting a job if you don't want this technology. These are the things that um, are right here, right now. There's two things I want you to know. I'm writing a new book. In fact, it's just in final edit and going to the printer. Um, I'm writing a, a part two of The Great Reset, where it covers a lot of technology. And we're also going to be doing a documentary film, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, uh, on technology. This is the thing that you have to be prepared for. You have to understand what's coming and speaking of what's coming the world economic forum also said a massive global cyber attack is coming within the next two years what does that mean to our life our daily life next all right our uh, our sponsor this half hour is um, lifelock i mean um There are 37 million people right now, right now, who have had their personal uh, information stolen. All you need to be is a T-Mobile customer. On the 5th of January, information breach that exposed everybody, everybody to possible identity theft and fraud. This happens all the time. That's 37 million people. That's that's T-Mobile. 
It's so important to understand that all of this stuff we are facing and nobody can stop all of it because it is literally everywhere. But you need somebody that will stand as a sentinel uh, over your identity and your life. 25% off now a subscription to LifeLock, a life, a LifeLock. It is top of the line cybersecurity, preventative measures to keep you safe and access to their restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into so join now save 25 percent. it's lifelock.com promo code beck lifelock.com promo code beck 1-800-LIFELOCK 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com promo code beck blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn save 10 bucks on blaze tv Please excuse the uh, the glitchiness, if you will, of today's broadcast. We are all operating from our own homes. Dallas, when it has an ice storm like it did yesterday, everything closes. We don't have sand trucks or anything. So when it when the freeways and the roadways and our driveways are just sheets of ice, there's no salt. There's nothing that uh, we can do until it warms up and it uh, and it melts. So please excuse the uh, audio and video today. All right, let me talk a little bit um, about a, a book that I read years and years ago, and I, I have recommended it to so many people. I think it is truly, at this point, maybe one of the most important books that you can read to shake the... Um, to shake the the dust off your brain and to and to make your brain a little more nimble and understand what we are truly f- if we have an attack on the United States and I want to talk to you about about this because it is all about technology. There was a book that was written years ago called One Second After. Um, it is such a powerful book. Um, now there's, and I just found this out the other day, a couple of weeks ago, there was a follow-up one year after and five years after is, is being written right now. And it is also in development to be a, either a TV series or a mini series. If this was done like, uh, they did, um, the day after, um, when I was growing up in the eighties, this would stun the American people as much as that did, if not more, because the death toll is off the chart. One second after revolves around an EMP, which shuts down everything. It fries all electronics, and it's not an easy uh, fix. You don't fix it uh, right away. It goes on and on, and uh, about 90% of the population will die within the first year. I think it's 80 or 90, but the guy who knows is um, William Forsgen, who is with us now. He is the author. Bill, I don't know if we've ever talked to each other before, but I am a huge fan of your book. Oh, uh, good morning, Glenn. You sound like you have a bit of a cold, actually. Hey. (laughs) Yeah, we did talk several times Uh, uh, right after the book came out. 
Okay, okay. It's been a long time. Um, I'm just going to start reading uh, one year after and then five years after. I wanted to talk to you, however, not about EMP, because you are Mm -hmm. one of the leading experts um, in uh, not just EMP, but also cyber attacks. And I'm very concerned that we are not paying any attention at all, not just as a government, but as people, we have no idea what a war with Russia would at least start as a massive cyber attack. Can you can you get into the details of how likely and what that would mean to the American people to have a major cyber attack on our electrical grid and our infrastructure? Uh, well, great question to start with. Uh, Ace one. Just within the last couple of months, uh, maybe you recall in Washington State and also twice in North Carolina, uh, somebody shot up a substation. All you need is a high-power rifle, shoot out the transformers, and about 100,000 people went without power. Uh, Doing a cyber attack on a national level or an international level, you could call it an asymmetrical first strike. In regular terms, that means if you can successfully initiate a cyber attack on the United States, you've essentially decapitated our command. Our grid shuts down. What do we do next? And this is really akin, like in the 1940s, something that was not understood because Mm -hmm. World War I was the first time we used planes and they weren't the same at all um it was the the opening salvo and we've seen this in afghanistan and iraq is planes flying in and dropping bombs to disrupt the infrastructure you don't need to do that anymore right not at all you know you and i grew up during the cold war uh the whole thing of mutual assured destruction like in the the movie the day after correct they launched a bunch of missiles at us Mm -hmm. We launch a bunch of missiles at them. End game, nobody wins. An asymmetrical first strike is just to throw several weapons above the United States to do an EMP or even doing cyber. Just a bunch of people sitting at councils over in Russia someplace, and they blow out key parts of our grid and shut it down. We are extremely vulnerable to that. Uh, just last month, I was meeting with the South Carolina Energy Consortium. These were all the executives for the whole power grid in South Carolina. They told me repeatedly this was their number one concern, that we will undergo a cyber attack and we're blinded. Because think, think about what isn't dependent on electricity. That's where we come up with right. that year, 80 to 90 percent of Americans could very well die, you know, post major cyber attack or an EMP strike. So when you look at a I know an EMP just fries everything, a cyber yeah. attack, we're used to seeing, you know, um, that come back online right away. There's a problem. But we're talking about possible cyber attack of our critical infrastructure. How long would it take if it's done right? I mean, how long does it take to get that back online? Okay. Uh, DOE report from about five years ago 
indicated that the average component in our electrical system is up to 40 years old. We're running a 1970s, 1980 electrical infrastructure, very vulnerable. Now, take those huge transformers that you see occasionally on the highway, you know, these things as long as a tractor trailer. To replace one of those, from the time you place an order where the electrical company says we need a new one until you stick it in and put it online, takes up to two years. And guess where they're manufactured? Oh, my gosh. China. Yes. Yes. You think so, okay, say, oh so, so wait, so wait. Do, do you, when they do a cyber attack, can it destroy those or is it just destroy the software? It destroys both software and potentially can uh, destroy hardware as well. It doesn't take oh much. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's it's terrifying. Why do you think I stay up at 2 in the morning staring at the ceiling? Oh. <laughs> it can I, I will tell you, I will tell you, I, I, you know, once you start to look into how vulnerable we really are, I mean, it's like talking about the uh, just in time, um, uh, you know, supply chain. It's great. Yeah. But you talk to somebody prior to uh, COVID, you'd explain to them, no, you don't understand. If there's a massive disruption, it's over and you're not getting it back. And nobody would understand now they're beginning to understand, but this is so much bigger. Um, explain exactly. one of the things that you, you put in your book one second after um, is, is the layout of how people die and why people die over a year. And it's, it's things you just don't think about without electricity. You know, you people who need insulin, it's over. Um, can you go through some of those things? Sure. Uh, okay, let's. I call it a Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Remember, we learned that in school. You know, that we need oxygen and food. Yeah. Okay. Let's say the the fundamental building block of our society is electricity. We we're not even really aware of it anymore. Okay. Here's here's how it would go. Let's say we shut things down just for a month. Day one, where are you going to get your water? Now, in a major city, where are you going to get your water? Simple drinking water. It's going to be out within a day. Uh, medication. And even if out. you have, I, th- I thought immediately, well, I have a well, but unless I have my own energy, <laughs> that well's not working. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you, you start with water first. Uh, look at what happened in Sandy in New York, uh, 2012. Within a day, lines were around the block at McDonald's with people waving $100 bills. I'll buy some burgers. Sorry, uh, we can't take credit cards anymore. And even then, we're out. So water first, food and medication next. Think of a nursing home that has been cut off for just three days with no medication. Mm. The patients, the terrible suffering that will happen within a matter of days. And then, of course, command and control. Within how many days will the city start descending into looking like Chicago 24-7? It will just... It will just uh, it's 72 hours is my guess is when it starts to get really bad all over the country. All right, uh, William, I'd love to have you uh, come out and do a podcast with me because there's, 
there is so much to discuss. But I, I, I want to leave the audience with one thing. Didn't Donald Trump um, ah. commission a study on our mm-hmm. infrastructure and then have to have them report and then fix these things? Didn't didn't that happen? Uh-huh. Glenn, you might have had to hit your delete button because I'm about to go Tourette syndrome on this. Yes. Donald <laughs> Trump, uh, a good friend, okay, very close friend of mine is Newt Gingrich. We've done some books together. Newt also says this yep. is the number one concern. About three months before the end of the Trump administration, Trump mandated all our major different federal agencies, DOE, DOD, Homeland Security, or to set out a blueprint of what we have to do. They were to report to him about three months after they thought he would be reelected. He was not. Biden came in on day one. Biden dropped the whole thing. So we're spending a trillion dollars on green energy. We're not spending a dime on preparing our infrastructure for a possible strike. Unbelievable. Or even just to make it healthier. Unbelievable. So we'll have a lot of windmills. We, we have... But- yeah, <laughs> but nothing to get it to your house. Um, the, uh, the, the the last thing is the the last thing is on these these power stations that you see sitting on the side of the road and it's you know protected by chain link fences. We've already had some of them shot at, and it's my understanding that if nine go down, it could bring down the entire grid. Is that true? Absolutely, yes. Again, in that conversation with the Carolina Energy Consortium, they said nine to 12 key infrastructure nodes take those out either from a direct physical attack from terrorists or even screwing them up with cyber uh, issues. You take those down and then the whole grid will just start to cascade down one after another. Relays going off, systems going off. And then we're sitting in the dark, and we don't know what the heck to do next. Um, William Fortune is, you need to read one second after, if you haven't, read that book to get an understanding of what's coming. That's an EMP, but we are now looking at something we never even considered airplane flying into buildings until we did, until we had to. And this is much easier to pull off um and uh, the world economic forum is predicting that it will happen globally within the next two years william thank you very much we will talk to you again and, and again you're invited for a podcast our producers will reach out i hope you can i uh, hope you can do it um all right our sponsor this half hour is um car shield and i want to talk to you about your warranty running out right now your warranty runs out uh, what are you going to do? You going to buy a new car? Uh, we just we just told you yesterday that the price of a used car has gone up ten thousand dollars overnight. Overnight, so you don't want to be buying a new car or a used car right now. I need my cars to function and work right. If my warranty goes out, I could be facing thousands of dollars in repair because of all the electronics in. Please count on Car Shield to help. 
take care of all of those really nasty things that could go wrong with your car and all the things like being stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside, roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, all at no extra cost. Lock in your price today, and it will never go out, uh, go up. And you can uh, take 20% off of your plan. You can find the plan that fits you. It's carshield.com slash back. That's carshield.com slash back. 800-227-6100. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Well, I hope you're getting prepared. I hope you have your party hats. I hope your tree is going up right now because the White House is planning to end the COVID-19 national emergency and public health emergency on right around the corner, May 11th. Uh, just May 11th. And and not and you might say you mean May 11th, 2020? No. No, 2021, no, no, uh, 2022, no. We're going May 11th, 2023, and I think it's just right on time. Could it possibly be more timely for the Biden administration to nail this one? Uh, getting rid of this, <laughs> it's just incredible. Now, of course, this is going to offend, uh, affect all sorts of funding things, and this is why they've big part of the reason why they've kept this in place the entire time. You can speculate as to what the other reasons are, but yes. It is only a few months away, and that's really going to be life-changing. I know so many people are living their lives as if we're under a COVID pandemic emergency right now. Every once in a while, you're out in a store. You see someone with, like, nine masks on. You're like, wow, there are still people really doing this. Um, but most of us have moved on to the place where we don't want to get sick. We'd like to avoid it. But uh, that's not the real world right now. This is not COVID emergency land, despite what the president says. He doesn't dictate these timelines the American people do, and he's learned this over and over again. 888-727-BECK is our phone number. Glennon's going to join us back here in just a second. And Rand Paul is going to be here as well, someone who's fought very hard against the restrictions of COVID and so many other things. we we'll get to him Program. next. 